Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bob Fesco, 610 Sports in Kansas City, joining us now. You can find him at Bob Fesco on Twitter, at Bob Fesco on Twitter. Bob, how you been, buddy? I've been good. I always like coming on with you because I know something good's happening in Kansas City, so I'm excited about that. Well, there you go. So you got an AFC Championship game you're about to host, and I got to tell you, I am not wholly surprised, but a bit surprised. It's the Tennessee area, the uh, the uh, um, Texans, or not the Texans, but the uh, Nashville. What the hell am I talking about here? The Tennessee Titans. <laughs> the, the Titans I, I got yeah. completely lost there for a minute. Uh, so anyway, long story short, with Tennessee coming to town, look, they, they got a tremendous defense. And, and Ryan Tannehill didn't suddenly wake up one day and become some kind of a juggernaut of a quarterback. And, and I love what they've done. I just get this sense that uh, maybe the magic carpet ride ends for them here. But i got to be honest, there, there was some chinks in the armor for Kansas City watching the Houston Texans kind of take it to them early on in that ball game. had it not been for just some stupid – play calling by Bill O'Brien, I kind of wonder what the outcome of that game might have been. Well, I mean, I, I think you're right about that. I think there were two really bad play calls by him in that game. Going for a field goal when you're up 21 nothing on fourth and one, and going up 24 sounds like it's a good move, but it really wasn't. I mean, it gave the Chiefs a little bit of life in that opportunity there that they didn't give up a, another touchdown and go down by four scores. And then, you know, you have the fake punt, which was just so ridiculously dumb. I mean, and, and then the next day, like, uh, A.J. Hinch is the guy that gets fired at Houston. Like, nobody saw that coming because of how poorly Bill O'Brien coached that football team. But credit the Chiefs for taking advantage of all of those mistakes. On that ensuing kickoff after that 24 nothing, you know, lead that we call Hardman returned to pass midfield. The Chiefs were in business, scored their first touchdown. Fake punt, boom touchdown then on that ensuing kickoff they get Daniel Sorensen with another great play you know causes a fumble and and Darwin Thompson picks it up and returns it you know inside the red zone boom another touchdown then all of a sudden you know in a span of five minutes or whatever it was it went from 24 nothing to 24 21 and at that point in time you just knew the Chiefs were going to win that football game so it was a remarkable comeback and credit to the Chiefs obviously for staying cool calm and collected and adopting the personality of their head coach but the Texans did the same thing they adopted the personality of their head coach and that was panic so two things that i think are very interesting in this contest that give uh i still believe kansas city is going to win but the the edges are this mike vrabel comes out of that system from bill belichick knowing what your strength is and trying to take that away and has been pretty good at it and then on the other side they and they've got a good defense but on the other side how do you stop or bring down derrick henry who's just racking up record-breaking yards in each and every postseason game I don't want to stop Derrick Henry, man. I don't. I don't want to go out there and get in front of him. I mean, that that is a scary, scary person to try to bring down. I mean, and that's why it's so important for Chris Jones to find a way to play in this game because you're going to need as many fresh defensive linemen late in the game as you possibly can. And Chris Jones not being in there takes a good player out of the game, but it also really, really diminishes the the rotation that you could have up there. So I, I think it's going to be very hard to stop Derrick Henry. We had a kind of a hypothetical the other day. If you could hold Derrick Henry to 25 rushes, 130 yards, and a touchdown, would you take that right now? And I think we all said, yeah, we'll take that right now because of the way that he's been able to go out there and, and rush. And, and with Derrick Henry, man, he's going over 100 yards has been the difference for the Tennessee Titans. Every game he's over 100 yards, they find a way to win. And, and most of that, with the exception of one game, started with that game against Kansas City in Week 10, and he's been on fire ever since. 
Uh, you know what? Let me ask you this. Uh, let's go to Andy Reid. Is the pressure on Andy Reid to get this and get to a Super Bowl? I, I think there's outside pressure from like guys like you and me and everybody else. But I think for, for Andy Reid, there's more pressure on him to try to win a Super Bowl championship for Kansas City and for the Hunt family and for Mahomes and the players and the fans and everybody but himself. Like, I don't think Andy, at the end of the day, necessarily gets phased. If he wins, great. He's still going to go out there and coach like he never coached before You know, the following year. I don't think that's going to define him as a head football coach in his mind, but it will define him as a head football coach for a lot of people and a Hall of Famer. For a lot of people, I think right now you look at Andy Reid and you say, "Is he a Hall of Famer?" You'd like to say, "Yeah," but the "yeah," but is he hasn't won that big one yet, hasn't gotten that Super Bowl championship. A championship for him erases all doubt and, and firmly cements him. I think is one of the top five head coaches in the history of this game. The uh, if I'm the Titans, I'm probably coming into this game going, you know what? Obviously, you want to contain the running ability of Patrick Mahomes, but really, Travis Kelsey did all the damage last week. Uh, so, do you just say, okay, we're going to go where Kelsey goes and then make Tyreek Hill or Sammy Watkins or somebody beat us? I think you got to stop Travis Kelsey. I mean, the way that he played last week was like anything I've ever seen before. I mean, and I've been hard on Travis Kelsey. Like, you're good in the regular season. But in the postseason, you really haven't shown up. But he showed up in a big way and in an injured way. Bum knee, sore hamstring, and he still went out there and dominated like he did. That was a that was just like watching, I don't know, like the, the greatest artist at work. It was so awesome to watch Travis Kelsey perform the way that he did on Sunday. And so I, I think he's kind of now the key to that offense. Him and Patrick Mahomes are on the same page even when they're not on the same page. I mean, it, it really is unbelievable to watch these two guys work together. And I think if you can shut down Travis Kelsey – you got a good start of trying to shut down that offense as much as you possibly can. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, boy, I'm sitting here trying to figure out how you stop Kelsey, and then on the other side, how you stop Derrick Henry. I mean, Ryan Tannehill. Correct me if I'm wrong. In that game last week, it was like he didn't even throw 15 passes. I don't think did he? Well, he hasn't thrown for over 100 yards in the last two playoff right. games at New England and at Baltimore, and they won them both. And they put up 28 last week too. It wasn't yeah. like. They didn't score points. I mean, they, they went out there without a quarterback doing anything, scored 28 points, and found a way to, to win games in two of the most hostile places to play and two of the toughest places to win, especially in the postseason. Well, two things that I found interesting. One is they still have a 50-plus percentile when it comes to third-down conversion rate, and that's not throwing the football, which is amazing to me, which usually means that you got good down and distance. Secondly, last week they gave up 29 first downs and were 61% defensively on third down and still won the ball game. Now, uh, look, I know that uh, Jackson gave up a couple of picks, uh, so it, which is very uncharacteristic, so they capitalized on those. But that's why you look at the numbers, and the numbers are just weirdly skewed. It is it, it is Derrick Henry and a pretty stout defense that doesn't get off the field well on third down. And if they can't stop Travis Kelsey, you would figure either one, you've got a shootout, and you should be able to score almost at will quickly and just put it out of reach because their run game then has to play catch-up, and I don't think they can do it. And you can't put Tannehill behind the eight ball because I don't think he can do it. That's the way I think Kansas City wins this game. Well, and, and we've talked all week, too, about the importance of like winning the coin toss and taking the ball this week. Because I, I think if both teams have the opportunity to go out there with their offense first, they have an opportunity to put the other team at a disadvantage. I mean, the, the Titans can run the ball for eight and a half minutes like New England did in the, in the AFC Championship game last year and take away the whole first quarter. The Kansas City Chiefs can score fast, and then all of a sudden there's pressure on the Titans to have to match that. Maybe you do something stupid. Maybe you try to throw the football when you're not you know, normally a, a team that throws the football. Maybe you try a reverse or a, you know, an option or something stupid like that because you feel like you've got to answer that score because if you don't, you could find yourself down 14 nothing, And then you find yourself down 14 nothing on the road 
it's pretty much all over for the Titans because they're not an offense that's built to come from behind. So I think for both of these teams, it is vital to get that first score and, and to get that ball first in, in the first quarter to kind of set the tone for the other team. Yeah, one of the things that I also found interesting this year is that they were 5-3 and three at home, one of those losses coming at the hands of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I understand Patrick Mahomes was down, but usually you don't see losses at, uh, at Arrowhead. So tell me about the home field advantage going into this one. Well, I, I think the home field advantage is the crowd. The, uh, the, the players and the team have to kind of, you know, uh, mirror the crowd that comes every week to, to Arrowhead Stadium. I mean, the, the fans have been spectacular. The place has been electric. But sometimes the players just don't play as well as the fans, you know, root for the team. And so the home field advantage thing, I, I think we talk about a lot. But you hear from so many players around the NFL, have they love coming to Arrowhead and playing because there's no environment like it anywhere else, you know, in the United States. And so I, I think a lot of players relish in that because they go to a lot of NFL games, save Kansas City and Green Bay, and you're playing in a place like Cincinnati where there's green seats, and you're playing in Cleveland where, you know, grown men are barking like dogs, but that's about it. Like, you you don't get that cool environment and atmosphere that you get in Kansas City and Green Bay every single day. So I think players really enjoy coming here to play football. Bob, always a pleasure. If you guys uh, get there, we will see you in Miami for sure, okay? You got it, my man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. Bob Fesco, our buddy from 610 Sports down in Kansas City. You can find him at Bob Fesco, F-E-S-C-O-E, on Twitter and follow him there. they got a big matchup coming up with the Tennessee Titans. This year, yeah, Kansas City, uh, they ended up taking three home losses, five and three. They were seven and one on the road in their own division, undefeated in the conference, nine and three on the season. Meanwhile, the Tennessee Titans... Uh, their road woes, well, they were 5-3, and three, so they weren't absolutely awful, and they've obviously won in the postseason on the road. They've been able to get it done, so uh, maybe their mag- magic carpet ride kind of continues, but uh, I get this feeling that it comes to an end in KC. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years, they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.